This is the Data Privacy Detective, and our focus today is TikTok and personal data privacy. What are the risks to our privacy from social media posts generally and TikTok in uh, in specifics? And, and are there risks that uh, arise with TikTok only because or simply because it's owned in part by the Chinese government. And our guest today is Ben Kundi. Ben, you're a certified fraud examiner. You lead the international investigations practice at Interfor, and that's a global corporate intelligence firm. You've been at this 15 years or more into the world of deep intelligence and security, security industry experience. And you oversee complex cross-border investigations, asset recovery, cybersecurity, and due diligence. So thanks for talking with us about this thing where you can, for one minute, see a cat doing amazing things, TikTok, or people dancing strangely. And, and yet, this has really swept the globe. Right. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. This is really the first Chinese-owned company that has really made it as a global social media platform. Do I get it right? It, that's really true. And thank you, Joe, again, for having me. It's, it's really a pleasure to be on to talk about this very important topic, because it is really the first time that a, that a Chinese platform uh, for social media, as a, a social network, has so much influence and, and power and holds so much user data um, of users uh, outside of China. Um, of all Americans, over the world, Europeans, and all over the yeah. world, and it's millions so of Americans, millions of Europeans, all over the world. So uh, I'll tell you what. Let's start with a story that you shared with me before. Share the story with us, and then we'll talk about it. It's it's a very interesting and and uh, a story that that really should concern all about us, it, it, all of us, because. It caught my attention because we work in investigation security. Um, we help a lot of celebrities and VIPs and influencers to stay safe. And this is a story that talks about a 13-year-old uh, young teenager who got on this platform during the pandemic, was probably bored, and she started recording some videos, uh, did some dances, and in a short amount of time actually accumulated uh, a lot of followers and um, it became a phenomenon in a way. She had up to, I think, at some point, a million followers. Um, side note here. 13-year-old. 13-year-old. <laughs> and, and side note is she must be a really good dancer. But yeah. the side note here is three quarters of those were men. So that's kind of the first uh, interesting uh, uh, issue here. And, and just to maybe to take a step back for a second, uh, TikTok has uh, over a billion users. So it is, it is a massive platform. So this girl records these videos, a million followers, and she's actually, her parents are sort of encouraging her because obviously it's, it's something to do. It, it, it's something that she can do in the house. And they, they think they are monitoring it and, and, and they have control over it. And she's actually starting to make money. She gets sponsorship deals and she's trying to stay active and engaged with her fans, with her followers, um, which is what you do is if you try to build your brand, of course, and to the point where she, she's engaging with them, she's direct messaging uh, with them, there's, we, we get to that kind of setting and some of these functions of, of TikTok and the functionality a little bit later. Um, and Ben, and, if I may, everything is, is her idea. She's not roped into this by something. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's all her own. Right. She's just trying to have fun. Right. And yeah. there's, there's this one guy who kept trying to get her attention. He's posting, he's commenting, he's direct messaging. And of course, at some point, she, she got a little annoyed. It was a little uh, creepy. 
uh, and she started ghosting him, started ignoring him, and then didn't hear from him in, in, in a really long time. And kind of what unfolded in the background is he got into her network. He was mm -hmm. able to see some of her friends, some of her direct connections on TikTok, and from her username and from other identifying uh, information, he was able to to get to figure out what her Facebook is, to figure out what other social media accounts she's using, connect with friends there, and even went so far as to offer to do somebody's homework in order to get her phone number, oh, offer to do other things to to get her address. And and as we know, this in this day and age, if you have a name, if you have a number, if you have Google, it's not that hard to figure out where someone lives. Unfortunately, this, that's just a reality. So so he figured um, out where she lived. She figured out where she lived, and and unfortunately, um, he he was so he, he got so swept away. He showed up in front of her house with a shotgun, and 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 she tried to shoot open the door. Um, and he, he probably felt uh, that that she was ignoring him, and he felt that personally ins insulted. Um, luckily, his his uh, his weapon jammed, and the the Ava is her name. Um, the, the young lady's uh, dad was a former law enforcement, so he had a gun and he was able to actually ultimately uh, uh, bring down the, the attacker, the intruder. Uh, but it's just a sad ending to this story that it all began on TikTok as an innocent Well, it's a graphic sort of example. Uh, just starting with the innocent thing of dancing, a little bit, hoping some people might watch and have fun. Uh, it could have been a murder. This could have Absolutely. ended up in total trend. Well, how did they, technologically help us understand how, how did this move from the short videos on a screen to what could have been a death? Yeah, and that's and that's very interesting because in if you are on social media and, and we're we're talking to, about TikTok today, but but generally speaking, you always share your data, you always share personal personal information, and it, it, it's a it's a concern for your privacy because you're sharing your face, you're sharing your name. If you want to be an influencer, especially if you want to be uh, public, if you want to be out there, you have to share certain things about you, and. Uh, uh, social media platforms live from that because they collect your data. They want to target the next video. They want to show you uh, a, a, an ad. They want to know everything they can about you because at the end of the day, these are for-profit businesses and they live from your data. They live from uh, from what you what you offer. And so that's why he was able to, from all the things that she offered, which was, you know, her name, maybe the general location where she lived, and then maybe other social media profiles, piece it all together. And you but don't even have to if be I a, may, Ben, even if she sure. hadn't shared information about her address, let's say, through browser fingerprinting and many other ways, people can get a lot of information about us, right? Yeah, precisely. And, and it, this, in this day and age, if you are just a little bit uh, intelligent and you can use Google uh, or any other search engine, you can figure out where someone lives, what someone's phone number is, what their, who, their, who their family members are. And, and that's, that's how it works. Everything is out in the open and this is just the, the reality of where we live in. Well, let me, let's talk about how an individual can deal with this. Maybe we break it up into two pieces. Well, let's call it regular users of TikTok or for that matter, other social media. And then we'll talk about influencers next. But for regular users who are not, uh, you know, megastars right. <laughs> on TikTok, what, what advice do you have for how they can protect their privacy and still be able to be a regular user of TikTok or Facebook or anything else? Right. It's, it's a very good 
question, Joe. And, and I have to preface this by saying, whichever platform you use, if it's, if it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, if it's TikTok, it's probably always a good idea to start from with the assumption that your data will be shared and your data may become public and your data may fall into other people's hands and your data may be leaked. That's just and what, what I have to say. you can like ripping up a piece of paper if you didn't like the paper. Precisely. They throw it's it in there the forever. Data is different. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So given for that, TikTok, what, what what regular users specifically have to keep in mind is what TikTok collects. And, and from logging in or from downloading the app to logging in, it starts with they collect your IP address. Why? They want to know where you are. They want to know what device you're using. It, it goes along with it collecting your biometric information, the way you sign in, for, uh, sign up. They have your voice, of course. They have your face from the videos you take. They ask you for your email address. They ask you for your date of birth. So it, all this is what TikTok openly collects and people know it. Now, my advice is if, if you are a regular user and you just want to enjoy the content, not even want to, want to share content, try to not use your real email address. Have an email address specifically for social networks. Try to maybe mask your IP, meaning use a VPN or or, or, or use a different, different way to hide your IP. Don't share your contacts. It's something that a lot of these apps automatically ask you, hey, give us access to your, Name to to your, your contacts, yeah, to your address book. Don't, don't, you know, do, don't it. do it. Don't do it. And also go a little mm. deeper into it and really become sophisticated and become familiar with all the privacy settings. TikTok now has to offer certain privacy settings, particularly for, for children and for, and for young people, where you can limit the ads that they push on you, where you can limit the personalization of, of ads, where you can limit their ability to track you, to track your location. Uh, you, should, you should have it as, as limited as possible, of course, set your mode to private, and also don't allow others to interact with you. Don't, you, could, you can't even restrict people messaging you. So all these are these privacy permissions that you can manipulate, that you can toggle on and off, but don't forget that may limit the functionality of TikTok. And it's not realistic if you want to share videos, if you want to become an influencer, to restrict all that because you will not go to where you want to be. If but you regular users, that. that's very good advice. And for anybody under 18 years old, they have a parent or a guardian and they can act for it and make sure about this. And there are certain laws depending uh, throughout the world on right. different ages when somebody becomes an adult. Well, how about, how about influencers? Uh, people who like this uh, 13-year-old got you know, million followers or so. Uh, what about them? How do they protect their privacy and yet share an awful lot publicly? If you really right. want to do that, you're going to share publicly. It's, it's really a good question because it really a different set of rules applies to influencers and VIPs and celebrities because they, in a way, they've given up their privacy. However, they've not given up their right to be safe. And, and that really is the, that's where, well, I would recommend look into how you how you can engage professionals or, or or others to look out for you. And by that I mean personally limit the way you interact with fans um, and and with others who try to engage with you. If you see that a conversation is going where you don't want it to go, you need to take a step back and and stop it. And 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 the the, the girl from our story did that. Uh, she did the right thing. She started ignoring these conversations, these messages. Of course, what she didn't know is what was going on in the background. And that's when other things come in. That's where you can help protect yourself by, um, is it celebrity and influencer, for example, really make sure Google yourself and really make sure your, your address doesn't come up. 
your your phone number doesn't come up and if it does switch your phone number instruct your close friends to never give out your information because that's how people get to it they get not to you they get to your friends or to whoever whatever information is publicly available don't make it easy that's really my advice and it, if you it come to a certain level yeah. of fame of course and if you if you have enough money then you need to engage professional protection and that that i, I don't mean bodyguards necessarily i mean have people monitor social yeah. exactly data guards right. have people data monitor guards. the web and monitor social media for threats we call it threat monitoring which is if someone makes a threat and sometimes these people make these threats online um and say i'm going to get you i know where you live or you know I, I hate this person or i'm in love with her i'm going to find her and i want to marry her you can look for this and you can filter it and you can flag it and then you can report it to local law enforcement and and make sure you, that you're staying safe Exactly. Now, TikTok is uh, headquartered in the Cayman Islands, but but it has China, right. it's primarily uh, Chinese owned and partly right. Chinese government owned. Uh, so the, the Trump administration actually uh, issued an executive order that basically ordered TikTok to sell at least the U.S. part of uh, its uh, base. Uh, to a U.S. owner, and, and, and court overturned that. The, the Biden administration is still taking a look at it, whether to go all right. the way back to when TikTok bought musically, and how do we do this? And, and we don't want to get into the politics of this, but how different is TikTok really from social media companies uh, that are owned uh, by European owners or uh, Russian owners, for that matter, or U.S. owners? How different is it really? All right. In terms of privacy, I, I really would, would say they're, they're not much different. There are certain laws that apply and they are in the process of sort of carving out um, the, the U.S. TikTok entity and, and moving their data um, because they're realizing it, it, it does look bad <laughs> for, for, for many people in the U.S. And, and even in Europe that their data is being hosted in, in, in China. So they're, they're moving it to, to Oracle uh, a service in the, in the U.S. So they're taking these steps. And I think uh, TikTok is no different from any other social network, from 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 Twitter, from from Facebook, in terms of what they do and what the what the entity as a for profit, as we said, uh, keeps and and how they use your data. They use it with a very powerful and smart algorithm to suggest certain things and to and to obviously give you advertisement. I don't think there's a big difference. I think for me the biggest difference here is, as you said, the ownership structure, and and we have to be concerned because at the end of the day. The, the, the Chinese government not only is a minority stakeholder, but as we know, even if that wasn't the case, any Beijing-based or China-based company at some level or another reports to the Chinese government. If you're, if you're Jack Ma, if you're Alibaba, the Chinese government can make your life you know, very miserable in a very short amount of time if you don't uh, give, give them what they want. And of course, so one that's... could say the same thing about uh, American owners. Of, uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mr. Zuckerberg doesn't like appearing in Congress and being attacked by Republicans and Democrats. I mean, every country has this issue, doesn't it? I mean, that's right. We, we, we believe that the Chinese government is much too strict with its a great firewall and so on, and ability to scoop up uh, information. 
And yet uh, many tech companies will share without a subpoena data about their users to the US government. I, I'm not saying one is equal at all, but I, I think we're really into the area of data localization that we're seeing so much with different countries. And maybe there's a breakdown of what we call the World Wide Web. Maybe it'll be a, a nation a particular web. We, uh, we hope not, there'll be some compromise. But that's interesting. Now, some, some commentators say, though, that uh, TikTok's really an enormous data gathering effort by the Chinese government. Uh, any sense of that? Any evidence of that? You know, that, that, that's always sort of what, what people think. And uh, again, on the surface of it, yes, there is, there is the ownership issue. There is the issue that is Beijing-based. I, I have not seen from my research um, any evidence of this. But of course, that doesn't mean that they don't collect the data. That of course, that doesn't mean that, that Facebook doesn't collect data. And, and uh, you know, no one knew how Facebook was using their data, or and probably no one still knows how they, to full extent, to to how they use it. So there's always an open question. Again, the, the main issue here for me is it is it is directly a government minority owned and they report to the government, and the government could, with a snap of a finger, ask them to share certain data and. What people are painting, and this is not this is not something that I that I see or that I I you know I predict will happen, but the sort of the scenario here that could play out is in some people's minds that the Chinese government will actively um, change the algorithm or or will sort of push certain contents to the forefront to influence the opinion of the American youth. That is sort of the the underlying fear. Again, I you know I haven't seen it. I, I'm not sure. This is something we should be very concerned about, but this is something that is, you know, is it, is it totally impossible? No, but it's, th th those are the fears of many that say, you know, they're just shine on the background and they're, they're going to uh, push certain videos that they, that they deem appropriate and they're going to suppress. And that really is also a concern that doesn't necessarily have to do anything about privacy, but it's more, it's more about, it's not so much about privacy, but it's more about freedom of speech and, and uh, you know, could the Chinese government uh, require TikTok to suppress certain videos that, that talk about uh, uh, Taiwan, <laughs> you know, definitely. So I think that that's definitely- Well, concern. and they've done that. I mean, they've told right. airlines that not to list uh, Taiwan as a country because under right. Chinese law, it's not a country, it's part of China. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but likewise, uh, the US government, uh, certainly uh, we, we don't want uh, Russia telling us what to do in our election affairs. You know, We live in a, in right. a country of nations. Uh, we right. live in, an, in, a, in a world of nations, I should say, and, and, and that's just a reality. Not to excuse or to say one is better than the other, but that, that's good advice. Well, one last, uh, Question for you, Ben, uh, as we conclude, you know, we live in this world of global data. That's, you know, once yeah. it's out there, it becomes very, very global and global business. So from the US government point of view, what controls are really available that make some sense? You know, we, want, we want people to enjoy uh, right. videos and to have fun and to express themselves and to reach across borders in, in a good way. Of course, we don't want bad things to happen. So what's really, a, what would be your advice about controls available to the U.S. government to, to balance uh, privacy and the expansion of, uh, of global uh, right. commerce and involvement? 
Especially with regards to TikTok, there have been some initiatives. One you noted was was under the Trump administration, and it's been sort of uh, reworked uh, as of late. Um, there was actually there is actually a ban in place in India. Um, I think it was in 2019 or 2020 when India outlawed TikTok. Um, well, they have a very are, strong data localization law in India. Absolutely, very, absolutely. We don't. We lack an overall federal law about data privacy. And it, it, I think the most recent example is that the the group of I think it was nine lawmakers just are pushing the Federal Trade Commission to conduct an investigation into these yes. allegations that that there are that employees out of China actually have access to this to this user data. And then we know, of course, all the initiatives regarding Facebook that the U.S. government has done. And I think actually in 2019, and this is something that's very important, I think, and that we really should pay attention to, is the the, the Federal Trade Commission indeed did fine. ByteDance, which is the parent of, of TikTok, um, I think $5.7 million for collecting information from under 13 year olds. That's, that's really right. important because protection then this, of, you know, protection we of have children. to protect. And similar in the UK, there yeah. were similar laws. So TikTok has reacted to that as they should. They have a kids only mode now for under 16 year olds. They, they restrict the data they collect from them. And I think that's in, in Europe, the, it's, it's even the stricter. Um, th- those are things we can do and we must do. Um, but we have to be fair to everyone. I think if, it can't be that one set of rule, uh, rules apply to TikTok and it doesn't apply to Facebook. I think it has to be balanced and fair. But I do think in this world that you said of global data, um, we have to be really careful of you know, what, what people share and particularly trying to protect uh, safety and trying to protect the, the safety and the well-being of, of teenagers, which this platform specifically attracts. Uh, I think that's that's really where the government uh, has to take some responsibility and make sure they they protect the, the ones that are most vulnerable. Well said. Well, Ben, thank you for taking us on a tour of TikTok and uh, the differences with other uh, tech companies and the similarities and what we all can do to protect personal data. As always, I will thank you very much, Ben, for being our guest today. I will close, as I always do, reminding us protecting your personal data begins with you. My pleasure, Joe. Thank you very much.